general nerdery. So I'm glad I listened to our old King Kong and Godzilla episodes before I did this. You know, the unusual thing of me actually doing research and preparation for this podcast. Be- I didn't. Uh, because I was going to open with the same fucking thing I was going to open with the Kong one of historically back in the day, they knew if they put monkeys on the front cover of a comic book, that comic would automatically bump and sale five to 10% because monkeys. But monkeys. what weirded me out is as I was listening to that King Kong episode is the amount that like everything has circled and is back to where we were. We did that episode. Two and a half years ago. Okay. Yep. That sounds right. Which one that had just blown me away. It was episode, I think like 58. This is episode 130. That is over half the length of the podcast to go, which that part threw me. It blew me away that like, uh, hi, Stephen here, by the way, Stephen's here. <laughs> Stephen's here. It blew me away that you recommended Ted Lasso. Oh shit, really? And that like, was before we had even started watching, yeah. I verbatim say something along the lines of like, "Oh, you're the first person to uh, recommend that me in person. I've heard a couple people recommend it to me on podcasts, so I hadn't even touched it yet." Yeah, we did a, a Ted Lasso, I think a few issue episodes later. But like you had just gotten the first round of the vaccine shot. I got my booster last week. Oh, yeah. In both things, we were complaining about masks. I was getting sick of wearing them. Today, I uh, because I was a close contact for COVID, I've been wearing a mask for the last week, and I'm just getting fucking sick of the mask again. And I was just like, nothing has changed. <laughs> yes. Nothing has fucking changed. Also, King Kong remains the best part of these, so here we are. Um, and uh, also, did we did we know they were going to drop a trailer for fucking the sequel? When we did, did this? When we did the, decided to do this? We did not. No. We did not. We, I think we I forgot to, that they announced a sequel. Same. Same. I forgot they. I literally fucking forgot that this. I kind of forgot about this movie too. We decided to do this one because we watched the trailer for Monarch and went, "Hey, we were gonna do this like a long mm-hmm. time ago." Uh, but you know, welcome to General Nerdery, your podcast about liking things. I'm Zach. I'm Tyler. Steven's already introduced himself because he's just an excited little bunny today. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'm sorry. I did I, not like I that. You're, you're not wrong. <laughs> I, I did not. You, you're just calling it like you see it, bud. <laughs> I, mean, I get it. This is the fourth podcast episode we've recorded in a row across various things. So uh, the energy's a little unique. But before we dive into all that, also, by the way, we're doing Godzilla versus Kong because the next one is coming out. Soon? In a couple of weeks, which is uh, the other turnaround, because we did those because Godzilla vs. Kong was coming out in a couple of weeks. But before that, what have we been ingesting? What have we been... Um, Let me see. So... uh, Finished the latest season of Welcome to Wrexham, which is still fantastic. Uh, that's still the one where Ryan Reynolds bought a football club. Is Are they turning it around? Yes. Okay. So... The thing that I've gotten lost in the sauce on on that, is it real? It's real. Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia went in together and bought a Welsh football club. And are just making an ongoing documentary. About trying to turn it around. The the club in in particular, Wrexham AFC, is a tier five club. 
It is the club that at the time had spent the longest time ever that any club ever has at tier five without just like disbanding as a club, uh, going down more or being promoted. Interesting. Tier five is like the second to bottom. So tier five is the first level that is technically fully professional. Okay. It's one tier below like what's usually considered like what people care about. So it's because it's like the top four are the only ones that people care about. So it's kind of like feeder teams uh, type situation. They are technically like playing professional ball, but they're not necessarily like major, major league type stuff. Right, right. Um, Interesting. I and see. I knew about Ryan Reynolds being it. And I thought it was like a mockumentary or like a faux documentary. It's Um, just that's weird. Um, it's still fantastic. Um, me and my partner both cried multiple times before the season was over with. Uh, well, because the emotions in it are real. Yeah. Like it's a, one of those shows where if you've never been able to like quite wrap your head around, like why sports ball, it kind of tries to explain it I've to been you. wanting to watch it for that specific reason, to be honest with you. Shoot. What else? What was I watching last time? I think I finished it, whatever it was. Oh, Blue-Eyed Samurai is fantastic. Oh, I've heard really nice. good things. I really want to watch it. I've been telling people, like, if you watch anime, if you watch, like, samurai movies, that sort of thing, you've seen all the story beats play out before, but this is just putting them together in a new combination at the top of the game with just insane animation. It looks really good. It, like... I've it's seen, the most perfect cell shading I've ever seen. Cell shading is hard to land to like 85 to 90% of the show looks 2d because of how well it's being done. Nice. Which is really fucking cool. Um, it makes for a very unique experience and you don't realize the, the changes you have to make when you're actually doing 2d animation until you see the way characters actually move in 3d and the differences. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, and not that one is better than the other. It's just like weird to actually be like, Oh, Oh, I guess that that is how people move and that you're not used to seeing it like this. Cause usually they're having to draw and still kind of conform to some almost like theater tropes to make sure that everyone can tell what's going on by framing things in certain ways. Yeah. Loved it. Loved it. I'm all caught up on Monarch legacy of monsters. Is the whole season. No, I think they are dropping it week by week because I got up to an episode last night and I was like, well, that's definitely not the end of the season and they're definitely not letting me continue. (laughs) So, so knowing what you know about me and my like of uh, Godzilla and stuff, would you recommend it? He's already complained about it. It has too much people time, which is why I'm asking, would you recommend it? So it's the best that the Americans have ever done people. Okay. I'm, I actually, when I John C. Riley and King uh, Kong skull Island, maybe second best <laughs> heart. It, it's a little bit different considering how much more screen time you're getting. Matthew Broderick so, and Godzilla. Yeah, way better. <laughs> um, Come on, if I'm we actually wanted, a lot more invested than I thought I was going to be when I watched that first episode. Yeah, you did that, not first like that first episode. Um, I actually rewatched the first episode and I realized I missed a couple things. Like, 
uh, Wyatt Russell and Kurt Russell are playing the same character, and Wyatt Russell is flashbacks to like the seventies. Oh, okay, interesting. <laughs> and I'm like, I like oh, it. and I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like, I get this a little bit more, and I understand a little bit more what's going on. Um, and there's been enough like extra monster shit going on. The the monster that popped up in the last episode was actually really cool. I'm down, like, I'm going to continue finishing the season. It's not my favorite thing ever, but it is a lot better than I made it sound in that first, that first episode, so. Well, we've gotten talking again about the fucking uh, Kaiju podcast, whatever the hell we want to call it, so that. We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> that um, could come up there if that happens. Otherwise, like, I mostly just, like, started playing Elden Ring again. Just because they've been sort of finally talking a little bit more about the DLC, and it still sounds like it's probably a few months off, but considering FromSoft's reputation, the fact that they're talking about it also means that they could release it at like four in the morning tomorrow, <laughs> and it would be completely within things that that company has done in the past. So <laughs> I was, I just kind of wanted to get my muscle memory back, though. I haven't been going hard on it, just picking it up for a couple hours. Like, oh, oh yeah, this is I loved it. Yeah, this is a lot of fun. But I also wanted to throw this out there. And I, I would lead off and let you guys load yours up, but like a giant cultural event just happened and it pertains to what we ingest. And I thought we could go through our Spotify raps. Oh, oh I don't God. use Spotify. Okay. Uh, I can. Well, fuck you. Then. Um, and then I do use YouTube music and they have like a, a rewind or whatever. Yeah. But I turned off um, uh, s- s- um, tracking on it because mm. um, it's owned by Google and it makes me uncomfortable for it to know my information. Uh, mine is really funny considering some of the stuff we have coming up but you go ahead and do yours yeah i'll let's see here because i'm just i'm going to go through every section here let's see it was i listened to 102 genres this year number one being alternative metal oh god sorry number one being alternative metal because they mostly don't break up all the different types of metal Uh uh-huh uh i listened mostly like people in colorado springs Apparently, they are more more likely to listen to Ice Nine Kills, Coheed and Cambria, and MF Doom. None of that surprises me for you. Uh, I played 3,539 different songs. Holy shit. Uh, with my number one song being We Got the Moves by Electric Callboy, which I listened to 41 times this year. Impressive. Um, my top five, it's going to tell me in a second... Uh, we got the moves by Electric Callboy, Funeral Derangements by Ice Nine Kills, uh, Lucky You, which is Eminem featuring Joyner Lucas, Wait and Bleed by Slipknot, and Dragula by Rob Zombie. I listened to 94,652 minutes, uh, which is 65 days nonstop, and put me in the top 1% of listeners worldwide. I listened. Ooh, this was a fun one. I listened to 2023 different artists in 2023. Shit, dude. Uh, With my number one listen to artist being Ice Nine Kills. I was a top 2% fan. Most of my artists I also peaked listening to in February, which is really weird. I wonder what's going on in February. I don't know. Oh, yep. I think I might have had COVID. Oh, so you were just down for the count yeah yeah because i'm pretty sure that um that's also where i got my most listening minutes in one day because it's a 
It told me, it, it, but it's approximately 20 hours. Christ. My numbers are going to be insane, but that's because I listened to it at work and it definitely has mm. skewed mine. Also, I have fallen asleep listening to Spotify on more than one occasion. I get that. Um, and I then pulled I, up mine. Uh, what I, I apparently, what happened was I got really high and paranoid about uh, uh, the panopticon of uh, the overreach of uh, uh, global uh, corporate corporations that just. Uh, sup- yeah. Data mine us constantly, so I turned it off randomly. I don't know when, but it did collect some data for the year. Ooh, I do have a little bit more here, which is fun because uh, you mentioned them already, and my top podcast is a Blank Check with Griffin and David. Nice. Yeah, yep. which I was a top 1% fan. That definitely would have been on my list, and that I, I listened through a lot of it this year. Um, and my listening style was, uh, what's it say? Roboticist, because I, on Spotify, I just turn on whatever algorithms they throw at me. Mm. I'm always like, what did they say that I want to listen to today? Well, they're wrong today, but I'm still going to listen to a couple of these songs. <laughs> <laughs> See, I tend to have like three playlists so that I'm like, all right, I, these are reliable. I know I like them. Yeah. It, I, only, it only tracked 2,400 minutes for me. Okay. Which- that's a lot of minutes still. It's a lot, but also I don't know. I don't know what that comes to. Um, uh, top artist for me was Wolfpeck, Montaigne, Mr. Heavenly, Lawrence, and the Screaming Females. Was Montaigne because of uh, My Brother, My Brother, and Me? Or do you just happen to listen to a lot of Montaigne? Both. In fairness, she's amazing. Um, I, f- I don't know entirely. I actually, I, it could have been through Eurovision. Because I got into Eurovision for some reason during the year she had great. Yeah. Uh, a video during it. But also, I think they were hyping it on their podcast. So, who knows? Have you watched her uh, or listened to her song Red Flags? Oh, yeah. It is insane that that joking song about human centipede is on like her top five on Spotify. Yeah. I love that guy too. She does stuff with Tom something, Tom. I can't remember. Anyways. Yeah. And then top tracks was uh sauna by Wolfpack, uh, simple step by Wolfpack beat down by Mr. Heavenly. Uh, what did you mean uh, by love by uh Wolfpack all off the same album, those three Wolfpack songs. And then, uh, them changes by, uh, Thundercats. That's about all I can give you from what I got. Everything mm. else is weird. Um, let's see. I listened to 25 different genres. My top genres were rock, modern rock, steampunk, which I think was uh, probably related to that band I found that did a themed album of the Donner Party. Oh, yeah. I remember you really mentioning into. that. They're fun. Yeah. Uh, Australian indie, which I'm pretty sure is Montaigne. And uh, pop, which it might also be Montaigne. Yeah. Did she have a new album out this year? I have no idea. Uh, the place that listens most like I'm just curious. Where do you think is the place in the world that listens most like me? This will not be a surprise when you find out the answer. Portland. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Portland, Oregon. Oh, I was guessing Portland, Maine. Yeah, I'm sure you were. Other side of the country, Uh damn. I played 874 songs in 2023. And I listened to a little piece by the Jezebels 25 times. 
I honestly thought my top song I listened to more times than that, but that I would have something else higher. Uh, <laughs> number one, A Little Piece by the Jezebels. Number two, Heads Will Roll by the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. <laughs> number three, Rock On by Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. Nice. Which, when I mentioned that, when my coworker, who's 19, was asking about it, it was very apparent that she did not know who Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem were. Uh, number four, Be what a Star by the Jezebels. Is that? That's just so sad. She's 19. She's just like. Her parents have failed her. Uh, and number five, You and Me and the Bourgeoisie by the Submarines. I listened to 125,282 minutes. That's 87 days total to Spotify because I listen at work. Mm-hmm. Most of that was podcasts. I listened to 597 artists this year, but one came out on top. And that was Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. Pretty baller. Because I listened to the Muppet Mayhem album for like a month straight because it was exactly the amount of time it takes to drive to or from work. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. There's, uh, oh, I will, if I find the right album for a certain task, I, it is the, the, the album from that task now until I find a different one. Mm-hmm. Apparently I listened to a lot of David Bowie in May. Hmm. I think I just went through a period where I was just super into Rocket Man. In July, I listened to basically nothing but Doja Cat, so like it varies. Is is yeah. is Rocket Man? No, not Rocket Man. Uh, uh, Starman. Space yeah. Oddity. Space Oddities. That kind of whole little Ziggy Stardust era. But I have that. I have Space Oddity and uh, Life on Mars, both on an album with or not on a playlist with Rocket Man. So I think that's oh. where I was going with it. Uh, here's the part where it gets sad because my podcast listening habits. Uh, number one is last podcast on the left. What I was going to guess, <laughs> especially because I've been listening through from the beginning and I've listened to like 300 episodes now and just not listen through number two, general nerdery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause I listened to a lot of our stuff. Number three is Welcome to Night Vale, which is only that low because I usually listen to it on a different program where I can get it ad-free episodes, followed by The Oldest Stories, which is a bunch of like old Acadian myths and legends, and then Word Balloons, because I am an egotist. Oh, I see. You don't love me at all. (laughs) Love Tyler Moore. I listened to last podcast on the left for 113,750 minutes, which means I am a in the 0.1% top of their fandom. Wow. Wow. Because, again, I mean, at first I was just listening to it a lot because it I find them relaxing, which is weird because they talk about murder. But then I went, all right, let's I'm just curious. And as I said, I start, went to episode 100 and I've just been listening through. And I'm on episode like 460 right now. Yep. I have a plan this year to make it into a top 0.1% of listener for for a band. And I'm excited for it. I'm going to put it into effect. Uh, Dungeons and Daddies also we- probably goes really high. But again, I do it on a different. Why? Like, are you what? So. I've. I found out that this local group that broke up like 15 years ago has their album still on Spotify. Uh-huh. And so if you listen to it's like one that times. I legitimately love. Like uh-huh. I have 
like I have the hard copy version of it. I listened to it a ton in college, so I have no problem listening to it multiple times. And they've got like 200 monthly listeners, so it's going to be super easy for me to just catapult into the top. Okay, fun. <laughs> why not? Give them a thrill. Um, I love it. I was, uh, I don't know why, but I was prepared for you to tell me some, something worse than that. <laughs> um, I guess only other thing that I have on, because I haven't, I, I watched a lot, but it's a lot of it I was sick. Because I got the booster, and then I got sick as a dog, and we think I just had a COVID. And then Cece got COVID. So it's not been a, like, get up and do stuff house for the last two weeks. But I got all caught up on Doctor Who, including all of The Last of Jody's run, which is much better than it gets credit for. And the first two of the David Tennant specials, which the second one dropped two days ago. So, like, you know, how was that current? They're both really good. They're not world changing Doctor Who. But like, if you like the Russell T. Davies era, which and it's David Tennant and Donna Noble, so you probably do. It's that with better budget and he can be a little more explicit, not explicit, like, and there's David Tennant's wanger, but like the answer to this is a trans allegory and we're being super obvious about it. Fuck you. Mm. Okay. Well, yes. Doctor Who is woke now. Fuck all the way off. I got to get caught up still. Same. I fell off during Capaldi. Uh, bright side, if you do want to kick back up the David Tennant ones, there's a few references to stuff that's happened, but you can mostly just pick it up. The one thing that bothers me is they're like, I haven't seen you in 15 years. No, Donna hasn't seen you in 15 years. You haven't seen her in centuries. Mm -hmm. Depending on how you count the time that uh, Capaldi spent in the confession dial, billions of years. So. No, doctor. <laughs> Did he say 15 years or years? They mentioned that like, oh, uh, in the last, or she says something about like the last 15 years and he says 15 years back. And it's really just kind of taught like all of these people have been gone for 15 years, yada, yada, yada. Ah. But they're not, they're, they're keeping so many other things in continuity that it was a little jarring to have him be like, oh, since 15 years ago, since I saw you. And I'm like, you were still Jody 15 years ago. Like, Hardly wants like, to just jump in again at the David Tennant era. Not to not to say anything bad about uh, the Eccleston season. But I just feel like I've seen it a lot and I feel like I'm good. Honestly, if you want to jump in at the current David Tennant stuff, it's perfectly fine. It's great. Oh, no, I just want to I want to catch up and oh. watch through. Absolutely worth it. Um, uh, Capaldi as well. This last episode Jody. I saw was one of the most unnerving things I've seen in a long time. Not like directly horror and I'm not a horror guy, so I don't have a great, but the, the thanks to weird doctor who stuff, David Tennant and Catherine Tate played Dr. Donna. They also play the villains and they do a really good job at making a like pretty claustrophobic episode. Mm. Okay. I do want to point out, I also started watching Fargo, and it's fantastic. Not the movie, the television show. Yeah. It's fantastic. Oh, I thought you were just watching live cam footage of the city of Fargo. Well, just call my aunt if that's your case. I think he did. <laughs> or I thought he did. Might have. Well, I mean, if you do, you could probably go to Paul Bunyan. No, that's in Brainerd, I think. 
Fargo does have a giant babe the blue ox, though. That's what I'm thinking of. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, it's the the showrunner slash writer director is Noah Hawley, the guy that did Legion. Mm. The first season, I want to say, kind of follows the same same plot as the movie, but every season tells its own story. Yeah, anthology series, um, more just inspired by the movie more than anything else. Um, Healy from Ted Lasso is one of the main characters in the new season. In the newest season, yeah. I, Juno Temple is her name. I mm-hmm. should use that and not Keely. First season's got like Martin Freeman and Billy Bob Thornton. It's awesome. Martin Freeman using that accent. Chris Rock is in it for a while for a season. Yeah, they get a lot. I've of heard nothing but great things about it. I've, I've heard it's I've just never got prestige television. Yeah, yeah. This is this is another one of those ones. Like, why was I sleeping on this? This is some of this like golden age of TV shit that I am in love with, and it is <laughs> really good. Um, really funny. Uh, I mean. I don't know what to say other than like, it feels a lot like the movie where it's like a really kind of good murder mystery. That's kind of dark, but the, the comedy is always sort of lurking right on the top of everything, which makes it kind of light to go through. Well, and using that Fargo accent really makes it so easy to add a level of surrealism to literally anything. My favorite. Oh my God. My favorite thing in the world so far was that a, a man having an encounter with a prostitute as the scene is starting. And all you hear is, Oh yeah, big fella. (laughs) I don't want to follow immediately from that to this, but have I ever told you my dad's Fargo story? No, it has nothing to do with the prostitute. (laughs) Just getting that out there. So my, I have family in Fargo. My dad grew up in Fargo for a while before they moved to Minneapolis. So I've got a whole bunch of family in that North Dakota. Minnesota area. And my dad went to go see the movie Fargo in theaters, which is wild. He doesn't go to the theaters, but for whatever, probably just because it was called Fargo and he leaves and he's just fuming about that. Oh my God. Their accents were so bad. They're so over the top. We don't talk like that. Oh my God. And my, my stepmom thinks this is the funniest fucking thing on the planet. (laughs) And he goes to talk to my uncle Rod who lives in Brainerd, Minnesota, but comes from Fargo. He goes, oh, yeah, I know. But you go up north to here and they really do talk like that. He goes, oh, son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, the first season isn't is mostly not in Fargo. It's mostly in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like Billy Fargo's pretty close to Minnesota and Fargo sucks. So but it's like Billy Bob's in Moorhead. Is it in Moorhead? It's in it's in Bemidji. I just know Moorhead, Minnesota is right next to Fargo, Minnesota. Mm. My sister went to college there. Uh, It's like Billy Bob Thornton's a hitman who kind of has his own little thing while he's traveling between hits, like eavesdrops on people and butts into their lives. And he'll be like, he just like encourages people constantly that he runs into to like, seek revenge for any little petty inconvenience he hears that they're like experiencing. I don't need someone to do that for me. (laughs) Please, Billy Bob, which results in Martin Freeman killing his wife. Jesus Christ. Oh God. I don't need someone doing that for me. Um, and that's where it all sort of takes off. Interesting. That sounds awesome. 
All right, I guess let's go from uh, prestige television to a quick break, and then we're going to talk about I guess you don't want to know genre. what I ingested. I'm sorry. Do you, what do you, did you ingest? Oh, I ingested a lot, so uh, we, can, we can skip it if you want. Well, now I feel bad. I know. <laughs> That's the reason I said it like that, to make you feel okay. bad. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> and, uh, Marvel Snap, wait, 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 Desperado. Wait. Oh, my God, you Pokemon started Marvel level. Snap. Oh, my God. We're like half an hour in. We don't have time to talk. Yeah, no, that's why I'm going to rapid fire. Marble Ah. Snap, Legends of uh, Arceus, Pokemon, um, uh, Desperado, the Robert Arceus movie. It's fucking, I love Desperado Why the fuck did we spend so much time talking about Spotify? You had such a good list of things to talk about. Um, uh, uh, Me and my partner are watching uh, NCIS and uh, Superstore. Ingested. I couldn't get into Superstore. I lasted like two episodes. It's funny. I've watched a bit of NCIS. It's fine. Um, it was it was a mom show for me, and also her dad watched it. So these parents are obsessed with them. Yeah, yeah. My my dad and and stepmom I'm watch it all the time. I'm reasonably certain my sister named her daughter after a character from NCIS because it is Ziva, and she is obsessed with NCIS. This is a joke that I don't know if it's a joke, but this is a suggestion that Cat has made uh, for the baby for the list of baby names for possibilities of the future. Um, so uh, I would not put it past another person to do that. So a hundred percent. All right. Now we're no longer going from uh, prestige television to genre TV. We're going from trash TV to genre TV. weirded me most what weirded me out most about re-listening to the episodes that we did beyond just going back two years and being like god i wasn't not good at this uh but that's a be judging myself um, mostly kind of thing i'm um, gonna stop you right there because <laughs> those were fucking hummers of episodes for me i enjoyed both of them they were I fun am, and snappy and i loved them. i did enjoy how much we yelled at mark for like an episode and a half i'm um, really wishing i would have re-listened to the episodes like i actually mark is millie bobby brown's dad who we decided in that should have just been played by marky mark oh right um, also now I'm mad that we got out our vitriol in that movie because he's worse in this one. No, he's he's worse in this one, but he's also non-existent by yeah. comparison. What creeps me out is the fact that Steven predicted this movie almost beat for beat in that. <laughs> like A little bit, but also you also were right on point with a lot of other the notes. The only thing that you two didn't get between you was the Hollow Earth stuff. Oh. It was what did I get? Since I, I didn't listen to the episode, did I? W- between you, did two, I you get the mecha designed where Mecha Godzilla was going to come from King Ghidorah? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Okay. You helped me fill in some of the logic of stuff that I didn't know from past movies, um, and then also you definitely called it on how they were going to basically sum up on Kong versus Godzilla of like it can't really end with either one really winning type Godzilla definitively won that fight. Kong just wouldn't stay down. Which, like, it ends with, basically, Godzilla beats Kong. Kong somehow beats Mechagodzilla? But Mechagodzilla beats Godzilla. Right, they tried to turn it into, like, the rock, paper, scissors, but... But also Godzilla... But also Godzilla fucking fucking just cursed Kong. (laughs) Destroys... It is, uh, as I was watching this movie with my partner, um, uh, drinking some coffee uh, as we both woke up, uh, this was a first of the day starter for us. Um, it was delightful. Um, That's a good way to start. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
we were just constant. I was just constantly talking my way through this movie with her. And I was just like, I love Kong. He's a good boy, but this is, he is, he is an underdog to say the least <laughs> fighting way above his weight class. He is a big monkey. That's it. He's a, he's a real fucking big monkey. He does get eventually a cool weapon, but that, that monkey does not have a fucking nuclear breath. <laughs> No, he does surprisingly well. He does surprisingly well, and I will I do respect the the effort and the energy. And he is fighting wicked below a uh, wicked above his uh, fight yeah, class. He's the King Kong, but he's not the king of the monsters. No, no, no. He's the King Kong. <laughs> he takes He loses round one, but round one was in the worst possible place for him to fight. Yes. Oh yeah. Uh on the boats, which was a cool fight though. He takes round two, but round three happens almost immediately, and he loses that one hard. And then they tag team Mechagodzilla. And and get mutual respect for each other. And yeah, they have that moment of like making eye contact and leaving. And now, honestly, we have summed up that entire movie. Thank you for coming. We'll see you next time. No, that's pretty but- much it, right? <laughs> that's pretty much it. Millie Bobby Brown's off with, uh, um, I forget the actor's name. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry and the kid from yeah. Deadpool 2 slash uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. Um, uh, yes. And he's also Is so- Julian Baker. Uh, I think that sounds right. I, I'm I'm hoping you're right. We're gonna double check. I'm, I'm actually still in the process of looking it up, so um, I'm, that's just a guess. <laughs> uh, and they're off on some B story the, of trying to figure out why Apex, which is a big corporation, is building Mecha Godzilla. And that's about it. That's the whole movie. So yeah. Honestly, oh, and then oh, there's the Hollow Earth and Kong getting to which Hollow Earth. Fucking rad. Um, it's the best part of the movie. But Skarsgård. Yeah, Bill? Alexander. Oh, it is Alexander. Um, Alexander Skarsgård uh, is a fucking scientist who believes Hollow Earth uh, is a thing. And, oh, his brother got vape with squished. Okay, okay. We, I don't know. we are describing this in very strange. Let's slow down a little bit. Basically, we end up with uh, something Julian I think. Julian Dennison. Sorry, not Baker. Oh, very close, though. Something I think they actually do that is clever is because our complaints about the previous ones was how many human characters there were and how there were way too many human characters and it got exhausting and we did not care about them. And like the, like Kong Skull Island, we loved all the characters, but we didn't like, we, I personally didn't love how much time they spent on the characters as much as they did. Cause I wanted to see more Kong. Um, it didn't seem like that was as big of a complaint for both of you, but it did seem like it was a, still a, an, a, a, there's a always notable too much thing. Humans. There's always too much humans. And then, but Kong skull, uh, but then Godzilla versus Kong, they really fucking bungle it because it's just way too much. King of the monsters. King of the monsters. They really fucking bungle it because it's too many humans and they're all bad. You, you got Bradley Whitford being cool, but he's Bradley Whitford and that's about it. And, uh, and Ty, Tyrus uh, Jackson. Charles Dance is always a fantastic villain. Oh, yeah, and but then, that's, I mean, he yeah. just exists to be a villain. And you said that last time. The <laughs> thing they do right in this one is literally just putting them in pairs. So there's basically, yes, there's like three people in each pair, three or four people, but it's like, it's like two or this, three like humans groups. Yes. This pod of people that you uh, can follow a little story on this pod of people that you can follow a story on. Both of them connect directly to one of the Kaiju and then the villains that direct to their kind of Kaiju. So we don't have to spend a million fucking hours on each character. 
I still thought there were too many characters. Yeah, there's way too many characters, but I, the balance was better. Yes. Yeah, and they, I feel like they used the characters a little bit better in this with, like, how heavily they weight, like, their stories more so comparatively. The Deadpool um, 2 kid entirely exists because they needed one person to be like, this is insane. There's a part of me that kind of just wishes his character was just combined with uh, Brian Tyree Henry's character. Yeah, just I, have her friend be a conspiracy theorist. That's not like I also yeah, fucking hated the conspiracy theory stuff. In all honesty, I didn't like it at all. There's a lot of interesting stuff about conspiracy theory. Every once in a while, I enjoy reading about it. But unfortunately, the problem with conspiracy theorists is it always ends up horrifically anti-Semitic and or racist. And that's why I have issues with it. So, yes, making that one the hero character felt a little. And like, I, I get where they're coming from of trying to make like. The, this is the thing that me and my partner were talking about while we were watching it of like, it didn't make sense, like how much they're talking about, like conspiracy theories and some weird fucking science shit like this when they could just be talking about how like it's they should just be talking about how fucking um, I'm for, Monarch is covering up the extent of Titans that should, that should be all they should be talking about. They don't need to be fucking talking about fluoride and bathing in bleach. I get like, that's a narrative. That dude's skin should have come off if he's bathing in bleach as much as that dude is apparently bathing in bleach. Um, And like, I get they're doing a narrative thing to like, that's how they find him is that he's a fucking weirdo who's bathing in bleach in such quantities that he, they can track him through this bullshit. Who is that guy? Brian Tyree Henry? No, 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 not him. The sorry, it's who was that guy? And I'd pick the the guy who is selling him the bleach all oh, the time. Um, I fucking know him from the some, store clerk. Yeah, he was in Shang Chi. That's how yes. I know him. Oh, he, he was the guy running the underground bets and stuff. Yes, underground fight clubs. Uh, Ronnie Ching. Okay, thank you. I could literally just now is where I figured out where I knew him from. That whole scene, I was like fucking. I know you from somewhere. Um, in all honesty, also just like, I know you need to get like some sort of B uh, story to get like into Apex and see Mecha Godzilla, but like I fucking really did not care for any. That was the weakest part of it for me was Millie Bobby Brown, and all of that. Millie um, Bobby Brown is still Millie Bobby Brown, so she did a decent job and she was charming. Oh yeah, she's but. She was fine. I but also I like, liked her less in this one. Y- yes, but I think the reason I liked her less is that I just didn't care about like her motivation to be go to, going tracking all of this down. Like I guess she's she's still trying to like cover uncover more things about Titans and like the things that are being covered up. But like I felt like they went about it in a really it turns out way. I remember more after watching or listening to our episode. I remembered fucking nothing about the human characters in King of the Monsters. Not yes. a single one of them stuck with me. I did rewatch Other than King I hated of, her dad. I did rewatch the King of Monsters before I watched Godzilla versus Kong. Mm-hmm. Me um, too. I had to mostly because I have it on 4K and it gave me a good excuse. Yeah, nice. no, go for it. Um, I had to <laughs> restart it like four or five times though because it just did not did not want to start for me. Um. Yeah, the human characters, you have, like, the soldiers, you have the fucking monarch people, you have uh, Millie Bobby Brown and her mom working with uh, fucking Lannister, I can't remember his real name. Oh, yeah, Charles Dance. Charles Dance. And they're fucking nihilist people, like, we're gonna let the Titans loose to destroy the world because 
fucking humanity's bad. And this time we have humans with the exact opposite goal, but are equally stupid for being intelligent. People. Who, according to the novelization, they were sold the Ghidorah skull by Tywin Lannister. Even though their organizations have exact opposite goals. Yeah, that's a little strange, but okay, fair enough. I mean, he probably was fucking out of money. He needed to get rid of that. <laughs> um, the Game of Thrones cash dried up. Um, <laughs> the novel is, I will, while I'm bringing it up, because I looked into a couple things, the novelization, though, does, for some reason, hint, though, that there are three Ghidorah skulls, not just the one, even though at the end of King of the Monsters, Big G fucking vaporizes them. Huh, that's fair. Well, and theoretically, there should have been two Ghidorah skulls, because one was inside... Mecha Godzilla and the other was mm-hmm. so yeah that's what happens is that in the novel he sells them the two the one to put inside Mecha the one to use as the transmitter that did not work and it's supposed to be for mysterious unknown reasons that they might still be hanging on to that third okay <laughs> which of course okay. is where you start to build uh, Mecha King Ghidorah yeah fair enough it weirded me. It, it bothered me that they destroyed Skull Island off panel, basically. Like, because at the end of King of Monsters, it kind of felt like Skull Island was going to be becoming Monster, Monster Island. But then they mention the rains came, which I don't remember that being explained why. So but just the rains came and wiped out the like Iwi population, which definitely bothered me. Yeah. The movie ignores a lot from the end of King of the Monsters, because like, end of the King of the Monsters also basically sets up that everyone now knows about Hollow Earth, and then suddenly in this movie, it's back to being It's It's kind of like a, a no, a unknown secret, known, like, people don't believe in it. Yeah. It's like they figured out, oh, it's a thing, but also we can't ever fucking go there for whatever reason. So let's let's just fake. Let's not worry about it. And it's it's fake. Nobody, nobody. It's not real. Don't, then, don't worry about it. End of the King of the Monsters. People are like, oh, like if Titans are are moving around and thriving and we can live with them, then like things go good. And you see all those newspaper headlines of like life being restored all across the planet and this and that and. You're like, okay, that's awesome. And like you said, it's hinting that they're all heading to Skull Island and like it's going to be Monster Island. And then the intro, if you're paying attention to all the shit during the credits in this one is, no, like a year later, Big G ordered them all to go back into hibernation. They do mention that no one has seen uh, Godzilla in several years. And, <laughs> and that like a year after that, all the companies started being like, well, if the Titans aren't around, we're going to go back to mining the fuck out of everything again. Uh, as CC was watching this one, because, you know, Godzilla attacks wherever he attacks in the first, the first city he attacks. Is it like, in Florida? <laughs> something like I that. I think it's in, oh, it might be, or in Louisiana, maybe. So, Tampa. Like, <laughs> I want to say Pensacola, Florida, if I'm mm. remembering correctly. I think, like, they just, like, that's the wild fucking thing is that there's there's so much fucking infrastructure that's built in this movie that would take so much time and money to get done. The whole entry into the hollow earth that you see Kong climb through like they're in the fucking Arctic. Do you know how much getting the girders there to build the fucking framework of all of this shit 
to get into the hollow worth would have taken and cost. And then also to build a fucking monorail, uh, like a gravitational monorail that goes from Florida to Hong Kong. That is some wild fucking nonsense science there. Why are they not talking about that instead of fluoride and bleach and shit like that? I'm 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 serious. Like this was a hang up for me of like there's so much weird science they could We had some of this there's... about King of Monsters too though. Like Monarch went from like no funding to shield. Well no, and there's but that, that's Apex that's doing the fucking uh monolith like mm-hmm. the fucking I know, but like um which it... is like a private corporation. That was like the logic I was using to write it off in my head of like Okay. Megacorps are actually using their money in a way of megacorps as a, in these as opposed to just. And then also, like, I did also, okay. like, accept that, like, uh, they did know about Kong and, and Titans to an extent since the 70s. So, like, I imagine time to do stuff like that. But also, this is like some wild cutting edge science, too, that they're fucking throwing out there. It's just all over the place on that front for me. No, there's all sorts of weird things because. So from what I understand, the the reading I was doing outside with things from like the novelization and things that they talked about in like interviews and stuff is that the technology angle is supposed to be like basically like Pacific Rim happened, right? Like the entire world woke up after King of the Monsters and were like, oh, we thought we were prepared. We are woefully unprepared. So like every nation on Earth suddenly was like, well, we have to deal with this. And so we're all going to start just like pooling towards military tech, like transport, like anything to just get ahead of, of this. what now, what we realize yeah. is here going on. But like, we don't see any of that in the movie. In fact, they ignore the fact that like, they're t- still talking about like G day, like the Godzilla emergence day from 2014, where he wrecked like one city and not talking about the fact that in King of the Monsters, like 14 cities get wrecked, including oh, so Hong Kong has a bad fucking day in this. Movie. And then like fucking Ghidorah's terraforming fucking places. So I imagine just beyond cities, he's doing irrevocable damage to the fucking world at that point. And they just ignore all of that. Um, also, they, <laughs> they dropped that fucking oxygen destroyer. Um, uh, that, that, that fucking had a huge ass radius that just like killed a bunch of fucking fish in the ocean near the, uh, I'm imagining the Mexican Gulf. That would have fucking huge ramifications to the ecosystem on a global scale. Okay, I do not disagree with you on anything. Like, I just need picking... to put out the reminder that this is a movie about a giant monkey fighting a giant iguana. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. yeah. yeah. <laughs> like... no, 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 that's true. And I had a great time watching it. <laughs> it's that's... just that when you start to think about it, they really cherry pick what they... And yet it is still somehow mm-hmm. less nonsense than all of Wonder Woman 1984. Um... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah, and like, I don't need to, like, I, I, I'm not, weirdly enough, I don't question... Them building a fucking Mecha Godzilla. I don't question this at all. That makes. I was disappointed by Mecha Godzilla. I'm gonna put that out there. I thought his design was kind of boring compared. He to was like, Mecha fucking iguana. He looked like an iguana. That yeah, was, I just nothing about him stood out. Like you're like, all right. That's a metal Godzilla, and I don't know why I like expect more, but he just. It felt like he had less character than it, Godzilla. Did. Oh, way less character than Godzilla. He looked like fucking um. Uh, oh, what is it called? The monster truck. It's a, a robot. Uh, a mecha. Uh, Transformers? No, it like at monster truck rallies. Truckosaurus? <laughs> Something like that. Um, uh, Truckosaurus. 
Yeah, you're kind of right. <laughs> yeah, I don't disagree. If I if I got the name right, but like, yeah, it, it, he was fine. But like, he mostly existed so they could beat the shit out of him, which is fair. I did like the aesthetic of the fucking Ghidorah head pilots uh, setup. That was pretty fucking that cool. looked baller. Shit, that looked real baller. The thing that did kind of work, as much as I didn't trust the uh, uh, the Hollow Earth scientist guy, is in classic fashion. The King Kong humans were all infinitely more interesting. Oh yeah. Than the Godzilla mm, humans. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that little Ewe girl, the little deaf Ewe girl and Jane Goodall of gods of King Kong. Uh, I definitely cried when Kong signed, um, home or, uh, whatever he starts signing. And like, it's just like a, a moment. It's like, Oh Kong, no, <laughs> I want you to be okay. Uh, hollow earth itself is so awesome. cool. I would have so just cool. watched a movie of them. So I, cool. I made the mention while watching with CZ of just like, okay, so I just want David Attenborough to make a documentary of real this. disorienting though. Yeah. Yeah. It's hollow earth. Yeah. Very. Um, but the scene where he like realizes that he can just jump and flip what part he's on. Yeah. Was really cool. Yeah, there's just like a weird gravity dead zone that he can just jump through, which is fucking cool as shit. Um, I so my question that I have now that I'm thinking about it because he he, while we're on the subject of the, mm-hmm. I've forgotten what it's called, Hollow, Hollow Earth. Earth. Hollow Earth. Uh, he goes to this temple, like the in this weird gravity zone, and he f- sees like remnants of um his uh, people of his people, which this is fucking sad as shit. This is fucking heart wrenching for me. It's like Kong. You thought your family was here. They were. <laughs> but here's an axe and a throne. Have fun. Which uh, uh, he does, actually. God, that scene is so cool. Here's a real hollow throne for you and, and a bitch and axe. Now, my question is, on this axe, is that is that fucking Godzilla scale? Yes. That uh, is that a Godzilla sense. scale. The axe is embedded in the skeleton of a giant Godzilla, even bigger than our current big G. Because at one point, the Godzilla, the implication is that at one point, the Godzillas and the Kongs each had like a kingdom and they went to war. Whoa. Yeah, because by the end, it's kind of Godzilla's the king of the surface and Kong's the king of Hollow Earth. Hollow Earth. That's fucking cool. I loved the amount of world building they were able to do in that scene and just with that area without any exposition. Oh, they don't just, explain any of that and so seamlessly fucking got it all. I was like, okay, I'm in. I understand. I, I can theoretically understand what happened. Let's do this. Yeah, the, and the, like that energy source is what Godzilla gets his radiation power from. That was the one thing that bothered me. They're like, all right, they've sent us a copy of what this energy is. Now... We, we can, can just replicate, replicate it, it immediately with no work whatsoever. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't think, think that works like that. I don't know if you guys know. how I have accepted works. a hollow earth and a giant monkey with a Godzilla scale ax as my favorite thing I've seen this week. But like this, I broke don't me. think 3d <laughs> printers work that way. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I was way too happy to watch the the woman that worked for Apex get exploded by King Kong. Oh, yeah. like, Just like they did a pretty good job of every human that really needed to die, giving a, a quick moment of like, 
Uh, Go fuck yourself. Ah, fuck. I fucked up. This one, I don't know why this one, even more than like when I rewatched King of Monsters right beforehand, kind of sunk in. There is a lot of civilian deaths. Oh, so many people. Hong Kong has the worst. Anytime they were like smashing someone's head into a building, I was like, yeah. Also, no. (laughs) And it's funny because like. At the beginning of one of those fights, I think it's the Hong Kong one. Like somebody's like, we've given the the order to evacuate the city. But then you never see anybody evacuating. And instead, what they're showing you is like people in office buildings watching this and being like terrified of what's going on. And like people on the streets. Millions of people, if I remember right. Like even if you presuppose that they also have like they're aware like technologically they've made these advancements because they're aware of shit. So they've maybe made bomb shelters, Titan shelters, stuff to like prepare for Which, it. That's the thing in Monarch. There's Titan shelters around the city and stuff. Or, and like still, alarms will go off and, and, and like that makes sense for like cities where that's right near a Titan. Mm-hmm. But like fucking Hong Kong's too big. Yep. <laughs> not anymore. It's not. <laughs> I mean, the city's still big. It's just in shambles. Uh, that fight scene was fucking That fight rad. was so good. The whole Hong Kong fight stuff, I have like zero. Com- other than they would occasionally switch to Mark. Who, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with you that he's worse. It's that he's non-existent in this movie. He shows up to be like, well, Godzilla's bad now. And then he does nothing other than occasionally call his daughter. Other than Millie Bobby Brown needs to have a fucking parent, parental figure, he has no reason to be Does in this she fucking though? No. <laughs> like, literally, the only thing you would have needed to change is take out the bit where she goes, Dad! And hugs him at the end. Also, I love the little bit that of, um, in-universe, five years is supposed to have passed between the two movies. Mm-hmm. But Millie Bobby Brown looks exactly the same because the movies were shot within one year of each other. She looks a little older, but not much. No, yeah, not at all like five years old, but yeah, that's fucking great. (laughs) And then how long has it been since that movie came out? This one came out in 2021. The previous one came out. 2019, I think. 2019, and I think King of Monsters was 28. Not King of Monsters. Skull Island was 2018. And when was the Godzilla Brian Cranston? Was, uh, 2014. 2014. And then so the next... I've not rewatched that I don't have any desire to rewatch that one. I only want to rewatch it because technically Millie Bobby Brown is the sister of... Oh, shit. I can never remember his name. But the guy from Kick-Ass. Mm. That guy was in that movie? Yeah, he's in that movie. Literally, and the only thing I remember is fucking Brian Cranston was in it. I'm pretty sure he gets murked at the end of it, and he's supposed to be Millie Bobby Brown's brother. brother. That- I could be very wrong on this, but this is what my brain remembers. Um, but also Brian Cranston's... Brian Cranston. So I'm, I'm fucking Malcolm in the middle, baby. <laughs> Zordon. Yeah. Wow. I want uh, I want some Mecha King Ghidorah now. I'm in. Want some Mecha King Ghidorah? Um, I think it's interesting. It looks like in the next one they're going with more of Kong's people. Yeah, I'm pigs. really curious or- how they're going to flesh that out because 
Kong's never had as expansive of a lore mm -hmm. as Godzilla. But they don't look necessarily like gorilla-like. They look more orangutan-y. But I mean, giant. Ape but giant ape. Um, Either way, I'm scared of the apocalypse. The yeah. ape. But like, fucking dude, that that big uh, orangutan in the trailer. We we watched the trailer for the trailer park trailer. Yeah. Whatever. Um, you, uh, we've named whatever you've named that. Um. So we, you see a fucking uh, a big ass fucking orangutan come out of there with a a like a bandolier made out of a spine. I'm like, I don't like that. That's scary. <laughs> I do like that, but yeah. I mean, like that's cool as shit, but that's no, no, thank you. I, if I were, if I were Kong in that situation, I was like, homie, don't play that way. I'm still more curious about the pink Godzilla. Also, yeah, what? I feel like they've gone with. I mean, I'll get to my theory on that in a sec, but I feel like they've gone like, okay, we've had them fight one on one, or like one thing together. This time we're going to do an army that they have to fight so they can do an army of, I guess, Kongs. So that way they can do the nut. And it, I don't think it'll be as good because it's hard to do and swarm I, fights and be entertaining TV for long periods of time. I but could be wrong, but I thought I saw like, I, 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 I'll need to rewatch the trailer, but I thought I saw like. They're a setup of like a people that are living in this like ancient people oh. that are living there. That was definitely unclear. There was definitely the survival of, of the Iwi. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for in all honesty or like a second branch of them that somehow made it up into this Kong Skull Island just did such Earth. good world building that they just destroyed again, not on the screen, which like I didn't realize this until you mentioned this because I, I, it's not on the screen. I didn't put it all together. She mentions like after the rain, it's something like after the well, rains happened and it destroyed the Iwi people. Only the little deaf girl survived. I, I don't remember her name. I don't remember anyone's name in this. Well, it's like how uh, Skull Island is always like surrounded by that perpetual storm. The storm hit. It just like shrunk, okay. shrunk. And now it's like on the island. Sweet, that sucks. And uh, <laughs> Jane Goodall and Kong both swore to protect this girl forever. And it was fucking and, sweet. And then they taught Kong sign language. The amount of times that I was just enjoying watching Kong living his best life, like hanging out, taking a nap somewhere oh, yeah. or whatever. Kong's Even introduction like is really great. And then it turns really sad when you realize, oh, he's in captivity. So and he knows it. It starts with him waking up in the morning and then the movie ends with him going on his morning walk. Yeah. And then the Godzilla last scene mirrors his last scene from the Godzilla 2014 when he just turns and walks into the water. And, mm -hmm. I yeah. mean, that's a pretty common. That's Godzilla, a pretty, that's like, a Godzilla. That's a Godzilla move. He's yeah. a power move. Yeah. I've done what I've come here to do. Oh yeah. I like how this one, he kind of gives the look over his shoulder. Like you did good kid. <laughs> you can have this area. I'll take the ocean. Kong bows to no one. And technically he does not. Yeah. He just almost gets him, his ass killed. This is two movies in a row now where the solution has been something that like to get someone back into the fight that should not work because in King of monsters, they nuke Godzilla to bring him back to life. And in this one, I guess they're doing the like, they're using their sh ships 
gravitational drive as as like a defibrillator. As a defibrillator, but I think the the, the the theory was that like it's supposed to like on on startup, it's supposed to use so much energy. It uses so much energy that it, it could, could light up Vegas for a, week. for for a week. So they're trying to like use it as a defibrillator, but I don't. No, I get that. But I get that. But one after a defibrillator. You don't want to go wrestle somebody. Hey, are you Kong? Two. Maybe Kong loves to fight as soon as he gets like resurrected. I feel like too much electricity for King Kong. Like, I think yeah, he's just a, a big boy. He doesn't need that. <laughs> I love the, how he's just like up. He's like, yep, <laughs> that did it. <laughs> I, I do love that. Like, there's such a everyone who I've talked about with these movies have a weird kind of protective thing about Kong. And they're like, yeah, he's just a big oh, yucky yeah. guy. Look, I'm a big, like I'm big on giant on big G's side, but like, I want Kong to get his ass beat, but I don't want him dead. See, I'm a hundred, like, even as I'm watching being like, Kong, you don't stand a chance here. I was, I am so team giant monkey. I'm, yeah. I'm big for big G. I don't get me wrong. I fucking love Godzilla. I love Godzilla. He plays too rough with my Kong. I like CC okay. being like, is he not a good guy in this one? And I'd be like, Godzilla's kind of just Godzilla. Like, you can't really apply. If you're going too far outside these bounds that he approves of, he's going to rectify things. Godzilla seems like he's a kind of guy who would um, murder you if you step up. And Kong is the kind of guy who is going to step up to find out. It's just gonna I don't know. I, I, I'd say this movie in particular shows a couple times where Godzilla is like, he's beat. I'm going to leave him. And he didn't know that, like, he stomped on him hard enough to stop his heart. He's just like, <laughs> I won. That's what matters. I won. Yeah. No, and I, agree. I just out. like, I think in some movies, definitely Godzilla's the bad guy. In some movies, he's like a hero and protector of children. But no, Godzilla and King Kong both, really the Titans, are a force of nature. Mm -hmm. And they should be treated as such. They might protect the natural order of things and like want to keep life going. But they are untamable nature. And I really think the best movies tend to be about that. And like, yeah, and Kong does have it stacked against him. They they do give like stats for them. And like, I know there this isn't the be all end all for anything, but like there's weight classes and things for a reason. And Godzilla is three times Kong's weight. Oh, yeah. He's significantly <laughs> bigger than Kong. His Kong's best move is to grab Godzilla's mouth and direct the atomic blast. <laughs> like, yeah, which was cool. Every time I thought yeah. by the third or fourth time I was going to get like kind of tired of it, but nope. 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 It's always just like, I hope your hands are okay, but that's fucking cool as shit. And then he did it to Mecha Godzilla and it was not less cool. Yeah, it works. But like, Ooh, the tail slap. Yeah. That fucking, that enough sucked. is like, oof. Oh dude, him clawing at his chest was a little too viscerally. Just like, I was like, ah, damn, that, that's got hurt. I don't know what it was. It's kind of, it might be the dumbest thing in the fight scene, but it's the one that sticks with me. And the one that I am the most endlessly amused by is literally when Godzilla grabs one arm and Kong grabs the other of Mecha Godzilla. And they just like wrestler move him through the chair, but the chair is a fucking 
skyscraper. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's very good. It's a WWE scene. And it's the one that really understood that really like in. uh, Yes. The original Godzilla had really deep messaging and was about the like Japanese scarring of World War Two. But most of the other Godzilla movies and the toku tokusatsu genre in general is about putting people in fun costumes and fucking like doing a professional wrestling show. Yeah. Um, why not? And like, and the serious Godzilla still exists. If you want to go see it, fucking minus one just dropped and it's supposed to be incredible. Yeah. And even if it didn't just drop, like Shin Godzilla's out there. That timing was a hundred percent on accident yeah. too. Like it you was, hadn't watched Shin Godzilla at that point. I still have not. Ah, oh, damn. Now I'm gonna have to pick it up on Blu-ray so I can lend it to you both. At this point, it's been slightly purposely holding back in case anything were to ever happen with it on a podcast. Shin Godzilla, Shin Kamen Rider, Shin Ultraman. I want to see all of them. Or if we start a new podcast, <laughs> I don't want to promise anything too much on the air because we all live busy lives. But yes, I mean, that we, conversation is definitely. Happened. We literally promised on the last episode. How many years ago? Two and a half years ago. Um, February of 2021. We're like, well, let's do it. We're got it. We'll, we'll get just got to come up with a name. Two and a half years Return later. Star Island. Although that probably I think I was about to say, I think I looked it up and there's a lot of very similar. Yeah. But I think there's there's ways we can play with it. Yeah, man. My okay. So you know how Facebook has? I know neither of you use Facebook that much because you're smarter than me. But uh, they have those little like Instagram reels on it now, just those yeah. little short videos. For whatever reason, the the algorithm has decided that it wants all of those for me to be transformation sequences from Tokusatsu shows. So it's like Common Rider and Super Sentai, which is like the Japanese thing that power Rangers has stolen. So anytime I'm scrolling, it's occasionally like, would you like to watch this man turn into a bug cyborg man? I'm like, yes, I would. Yes, I would. Are there any like magical girl sequences? In yes, there, too? there is. Nice. Excellent. It's a whole, the whole range. It is also really hilarious because I mean, super Sentai has been going for fucking 40 something years. It started in the seventies and it uses like the kind of technology of the day. So there was one that was obviously supposed to be like super like high tech stuff. And I'm like, yeah. And then they hold up the main device and it's a fucking flip phone that they used to transform into a power ranger. And I was just like, well, (laughs) I had one of those. I did not turn into a power ranger. Time to go to the old folks home for me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. I don't know if I have anything else to add. I I enjoyed this movie a lot. As much as I talk shit about the like I the, the my this one movie is nonsense, but it it's is nonsense and like there's a like I didn't love the the conspiracy part theory part of it considering it felt like that that felt like a little too based on a like a real conspiracy theory. When Alex Jones exists, it's harder to take the conspiracy theory guys. That, that's 100% my my issue with it. But like beyond that this movie fucking's great. I love yeah. Kong. I love Godzilla. I love I like how that works out in the end. Like Godzilla's the king of the out. King Kong's the king of the in. That works for me. That works I'm for me. I'm 100% down. He has way more space to walk around. I know he can handle himself down there. This is great. He's got his friends. And Godzilla's, Godzilla's kind of a Godzilla thing. Big G's kind of an ocean guy. There's a lot of that on the outside. I think the reason the that Godzilla in the next one is going to be powered up is because he couldn't win that fight on his own. Mm. So he went to like 
hibernate power <laughs> he's up on the juice. next form, whatever the detail is. But like, he's the king, and if he's going to be the king, he has to step up. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like, I'm trying to think if there's any monsters that haven't appeared yet that I want to see. I would love Mothra to come back. Mothra coming back, I think, is and or being more yeah. implemented. Um, but otherwise, I can't think of anything. Mothra is one of those ones where, like, she's always going to come back, though. It's just, it's just how long do we have to wait? Right. I had finally found my favorite Godzilla monster by name, and now I can't remember it again. Is it the giant fighting lion guy? No, it's got a bug head, kind of a like, almost like a dung beetle head. Because I can't and remember like his name. King Krill something. Arms. Oh, that's cool. King something is the, the fighting lion guy. I'd have to look it up. That would be hilarious if they found some way to pull that off. I just want all of those like new Titans that they showed in. Yeah. The fucking, I had forgotten about it until I listened to the like Mastodon gorilla thing. And like the fucking mammoth one looks really cool. Yeah. Do something with them. They were look cool shit. Yeah. There was some interesting shit they could have done with that. Although they might be um, uh, playing it close to the vest to try and utilize it for Monarch. Right. Slash dull it out a little bit. And this, this movie came up. Megalon is the one I'm thinking of. Megalon fucking rips ass. Oh, yeah. Megalon would be dope. Oh, that's cool. Was this movie pre-COVID? This one? The production of it? Uh, it came out in 2021, so it was, like, fucking middle of COVID. Oh, yikes. Yeah. Rough time to make anything. That recontextualizes some of the scenes a little bit more for me. I'm curious. I'll, I'll look it up later to see, look up production on it. Why there's, like, only ever two people in a scene? Yeah. No, that, yeah, that's... Three people in a scene? Huh. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, that makes... Uh, yeah, now I'm curious to know if it was like chosen to do that or if it was like came out pre was produced pre COVID and then came out later. I did find it funny at the very end. We see all of the human characters standing next to each other, like watching the fight and like crying, surviving. And you're like, you guys have literally no idea who the other people are. <laughs> like it's, it's never you just met guys. You didn't even meet. They're the random person <laughs> yeah. standing next. And credit to them, they don't have a moment of like, we did it. They just <laughs> happen to be standing next to each other. I think they're just like relieved to not have been uh, vaporized by Godzilla or stepped on by um, uh, Kong. Mm -hmm. I think it was smart to do the separation into two groups. I hope that there's, and it kind of looks like it, that there are less human characters in this one and just like two or three that can stick in one group together. I just realized I, do we ever see who the narrator is? There's like a narrator, like talking about like through the, through the trailer, female voice talking about like the hidden earth and like humanity. And no, I guess I kind of assumed it was Jane Goodall, but it's not, is it also? I know it's not actually Jane Goodall. She's it? just the like Jane Goodall. Does she not die? No, she's still alive at the end of it. A surprising amount of the characters survive through this whole thing. The only ones that die are. Oh the no 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 ones. no! I thought we were talking about and Hong characters. Kong. I thought we were talking and about all of Hong Kong, who also now just have a hole to the uh, center Earth. 
hollow <laughs> earth in the middle of it. Which, like, also... <laughs> Both ridiculous and kind of a baller move. Oh, so cool. Uh, such, like, yes, 100%. My question is, does the gravity thing still work? Like, if you were to drop shit down that, would it still crush you with the gravity flip thing? It's a little confusing because people can only get through it with the heaves. Hollow earth. Uh, aerial aerial vehicles, vehicles. Which Cece just went, they look like little moles. And that's all I care about. Um, that's adorable. And apparently Kong is just fine. Kong don't give a fuck. Well, I think that's like one of the things that makes Titans Titans is that they can go through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're big enough that the, the gravity doesn't matter. What if an Ultraman showed up? That'd be fucking good. I love Ultraman. I love I, the entire genre of tokusatsu is all fucking baller. Let's just put people in cool costumes and let them beat the shit out of each other. Yes, please. I think I'm good. I think I just was happy to watch this. And if Same. you haven't watched it, make a like fun, simple dinner and sit down and enjoy yourself for a couple of hours. It doesn't drag. It's it not really even like a co- Is it? It's that- two hours long. Two hours, yeah. It's, it's not- like an hour 56, including credits. So, like... How long did we say until the next one's out? I feel like it's coming out next year, but I don't... I don't remember when. I want to say it's before March. Well, the trailer... The first full trailer dropped Sunday, or Saturday. It is now Monday. April 12th. So... uh, That one might get me to the theater. I could see going to the theater for that. That would be fun. Yeah. It'd be a lot of fun. I'm right. I'm like, mm, all right, April. Hmm. All right, a- hmm. April twelfth, huh? <laughs> Just after my birthday. Oh, oh. Oh. All right. I think what we're, I know what we're doing in April. Hey, uh, I don't know why we're all talking this high. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know either. Uh, this was fun. Watch this movie. Come back and join us in two weeks for we're going back to the reservation. Yeah. Next time, Res Dog season two because we went from we're actually doing this on purpose. We're doing like. Fun, kind of relaxed episode, and then funny, funny but, but heavy, <laughs> and then fun, relaxed, kind of, and then fun but sad, and then I'm gonna be sad for its own reason because the rest talks will be done. But that we have some time yet. Mm-hmm. Good palate cleanser, Stephen. Thank you for joining us as always. Oh, I love being here as always. Uh, in the meantime, we're your generals of nerdery. I'm Zach. I'm Tyler. Dismissed. Hi everybody, General Tyler here. If you like the show, please hit subscribe however you're listening to us right now. Also, if you could rate and review us however you're listening to us right now, or preferably over at Apple Podcasts, we would super appreciate it, as the whole world is ran on algorithms, and we want to be all up in them, getting our voice out to more places. Uh, Also, I mean, tell your friends, we always appreciate that. Uh, If you want to get in contact with us, ask us questions, give us comments, Email us, generalnerderypod at gmail.com. You can also contact us through our website, www.generalnerdcast.com. While you're there, check out all of our back catalog, or click the links up at the top as we are part of the Earverm Podcast Network. Uh, Go check out all of our sister shows. We're involved with most of them, so if you already like listening to us talk, it might be in your best interest. And if you want to check out everything from the network, head over to earverm.com, E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. We'd super appreciate it. Love you all. Have a good one.